everybody doing tonight? You doing well tonight? Well, thank you for being here for corporate prayer and, you know, shifting things a little bit. Not that we won't pray on Wednesdays, um, but just to kind of give a little bit of background, um, you know, back in, I think it was March, April of 2019, um, the Lord uh, spoke to Net and I in our hearts and said that if we're going to be what God's called us to be as a church, that we need to come up in corporate prayer. And I didn't really all know what that meant at that point. Um, I just I just knew he said it. <laughs> so so it was one of those things that as a church, this is, you know, where, where we need to come up in corporate prayer. And corporate prayer is different than your individual prayer life. And I'm not going to go and do a lot of teaching on prayer. I do want to encourage you of this being a part of our these meetings on Monday nights uh, as we go forward. Um, you know, go, go back and listen to John and Sharon teach on this. It was last October. Um, and just kind of just you can open your hearts up to things that 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 we were taught. There are there are pastors in South Africa. They started the South Africa Heritage of Faith. Um, been a part of the Savelle's ministry for a long time. And so they just made tremendous deposits when they when they were when they were here. And uh, and so at the beginning of the year, we were just seeking the Lord. Well, how do we, you know, um, we know that, that he said, come up in corporate prayer. So we had, we, anytime God tells you to do something, sometimes you have to make adjustments in your schedules. You have to make adjustments in your life to, to fulfill what God's telling you to do. And, and so we were like, okay, well, how do we, we're going to do this. So we, that's why we started doing on Wednesday nights. And, and then as we got through, th- through summer, coronavirus is going on, the Lord was like, you know, need to, need to make an adjustment, need to make an adjustment. And so that's what by doing on Monday nights is all about. And it's, it's not about numbers. It's not about how many people are showing up, but it's about the people showing up and us locking together and, 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 and being unified and bringing what's in, what God desires in heaven on the earth. Amen. You know, so, so this is about doing business with God. It's about, it's also, there'll be times where you'll learn you're going to grow in your prayer life, but it's also about each one of us bringing our supply, our supply of what? Philippians 124 says, you know, I know this will turn through your prayer in the supply of the spirit. So, so what's your supply? One, your supply of faith yeah, and, your, and your, your, your supply of, of the spirit. And we can even add this, your agreement. Amen. One can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. You know, Ezekiel talks about how, you know, that, that a watchman, he goes, he goes, I'm looking for a man that can stand in the gap. But he said, I couldn't find anyone. So, so the, you, by being here tonight, you're saying, hey, you, you can find me. You, you can find me. And so I'm going to have Pastor Carla come in just a moment. And I'm going to read the scripture and she's going to share some things uh, with us before we get into prayer. Uh, but in Psalms 56... Because we are a house of faith, a house of prayer, a place of glory, and a people of influence. Um, And Isaiah 56, verse 7 says, All these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. So a house of prayer should be joyful. It's not like, oh, I'm going to prayer. No, you should be joyful in the house of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Their burnt offerings with their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, and my house will be called a house of prayer for all people. So not only creating this individually as a house of prayer, but I believe he's looking for a body 
of believers that will pray his will into Crowley, Texas. Amen. Amen. Pastor Carla. Just a little bit background from Pastor Carla. Uh, you've been with Dr. Savell for how many years now? You know, I haven't counted. It's a long time. <laughs> I think I came in 70, or in 80. In 1980. 1980. Okay, so, so what's the math on that? 40, 40 years? So, so 40 years, um, and her and her husband, Wade, uh, went home to be with the Lord five, six years ago? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. And... Um, and so she's still, she's still been in Kenya running with the vision there. And because of COVID, she's still in Texas. <laughs> so hasn't been going back to Kenya. Um, but um, so welcome. Thank you, Pastor. Good evening, everyone. It's a joy and a delight to be with you. And um, you're a good-looking group tonight. I admire prayers Because praying is sacrificial. It's a sacrifice of your time and things that you could be doing something else, but you turn your heart to the Lord to be used by him. And I just bless you in the name of Jesus for coming out tonight. And we're at such a crossroads in America, aren't we? We're at a major crossroads where I think the bowls are rather full and we could dip this way or we could dip this way. And uh, I think it's very important for us to understand that God is government. Government is not Democrat or Republican or any other political party in the earth. God is government. Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. What a responsibility that we, as God's ecclesia, have in the earth because God said, you know, I'm, I'm going to build my church on the rock of revelation. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Whatever you permit. See, it's not what the wicked permit. We have greater power and authority than the wicked. But whatever you permit is permitted, church. This is spoken to the church. And whatever you forbid, it is forbidden. And so what a responsibility the ecclesia has in the government, not just in the United States, but the ecclesia everywhere in the nations of the earth. So for the believer... God's Ecclesia, the issues that we're facing in our day and time, I find quite amazing. I've been 33 years in Kenya, and to watch from all that distance, one structure after another godly structure be torn down and be uh, compromised, 
has been quite alarming and amazing. And there's only one body in the earth that forbids or permits what has been happening, and it's the church. So, church, I would say we need to come up on the wall and be watchmen on the wall because when I look at the perversions, and I know this personally living in another nation, how uh, other nations um, admire America, want to come to America, want to be like America. America is the leading nation in the earth. Did you know America was the first nation to legalize abortion? Now we have abortion in all the nations of the earth. These are issues we have to look at and consider very seriously. Do you know church is not four walls? <laughs> that is not church. Uh, we, I'm glad we've got four walls to meet in. But we're to disciple the nations. I want to ask you this question. Is America the discipling the nations for righteousness or unrighteousness? We need to take that so much to heart. So for the believer, our main issue is the righteousness of God. In everything we consider, it's the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? It's not the political party I was raised in or, or any kind of argument you could put before a believer. The issue for the believer is, do I stand for the righteousness of God? Am I doing everything in my power to promote the righteousness of God. And church, that includes our vote. Really, pastor, I'm preaching what I'm going to preach in October. But anyway, Romans 14, 17 in the New King James uh, Version says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not this natural life. But the kingdom of God is number one righteousness. Number one. Everyone say number one. Stick up your bony finger. Number one is righteousness. I mean, that's our issue. We're not bringing the kingdom of God to our cities, to the nations of the earth, unless we're standing for righteousness. Can I hear an amen on that? Hallelujah. So prayer as the ecclesia, is so vital and instrumental for us to be engaged in because we're called to rule and reign in righteousness in Jesus' name. I don't know how effective we can say the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, but we're not standing for righteousness. We're not promoting the righteousness of God. Do you know the number one killer in America is not COVID-19? 
Now, I will admit, when all of this came out, COVID-19, I got in the lockdown. I was due to go back to Kenya in 10 days. Here I am. I'm still here. So COVID has affected me. Thank God I haven't had it. But it has affected me. It severely has affected Kenya. This lockdown has been very difficult for the people of Kenya. But everyone is COVID-19, COVID-19. Yes, a a threat in, in a way of looking at it. But the number one killer in America is abortion. That's the number one cause of death in America. Yet, so many in America are not alarmed about that bloodshed at all or that extent of loss of life at all. And so it's very, very important that we, who are the agents of the kingdom of God in this earth, we represent the covenant of God in the earth for which our Savior shed his blood. We are his representatives that we take so much to heart this upcoming election and the issues that are on the table and that we look at them through the lens of righteousness. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Church, I I just feel to share this small thing with you tonight about prayer because we're here for prayer. And that is that there are protocols for prayer, effective prayer. Now, you can pray mentally, and you can pray without power. We know the Pharisee went to the temple, and he beat his chest and said, I thank God I'm not like that man over here. And he thought he was praying. We can pray without power and without effectiveness. But I'm assuming everyone wants our prayers to be powerful and effective. And so there is there are protocols in the spirit that concern our relationship with God and the div- what it takes to have divine alignment with heaven when we pray. Not that we just pray what we think. Not that we just pray what uh, is disturbing us. That is something you may do privately. But when you're coming together for corporate prayer, and really it concerns private prayer as well, There is the principle that all prayer is based on our relationship with Christ. What is the condition of our relationship with him today? Divine alignment between the heart of the Father and our own heart is a primary concern if we want our prayers to be powerful. And effective. You know, we need to pray with wisdom. We need to pray through the spirit of wisdom, through the spirit of revelation, with the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit. So we can come together and we can engage in a form of prayer. But I want to pray the kind of prayers where the angels hear a certain sound a sound that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth, and the hosts of heaven 
come and gather with us because we are divinely aligned with heaven and they perceive their they perceive what we're praying they see us they come they gather with us and they hearken to the word of God that we pray then our prayers are powerful and effective when actually the angels gather with us. Hallelujah. And they receive their assignment through our prayers, and they go out and they begin the work of the supernatural that has been initiated through faithful, believing, but divinely aligned corporate prayer. So I kind of want to focus on that divine alignment tonight. Psalm 103.20 from the Tree of Life version says, Bless Adonai, you angels of his, mighty in strength, performing his word upon hearing the utterance of his word. So the angels perform his word, Upon hearing the utterance of his word. Another scripture that is so important for this divine alignment. In all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways. In all the things you're meditating on. In all the issues of life. In all the issues that are on the table In this 2020 election, I don't know if we've ever had a more consequential election in the history of this country as this 2020 election. But it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. As we acknowledge the Lord tonight and as we come into divine alignment with heaven I believe he will direct our prayers. Prayer has to do with intimacy with God. Proverbs 16, 1, this is so important. It says, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart as we prepare to pray, there are responsibilities. It's our responsibility to be properly prepared and spiritually aligned with heaven. To let the Lord search our hearts and see if there would be any wicked way within us. Anything, what does wicked mean? It's crooked. It's something that is not in divine alignment with him. And so we want to be aware of that. As we prepare to pray. Jeremiah 10 and verse 23 in the Amplified Classic says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. So the preparations of the heart belong to man. What, what does that involve? That involves divinely aligning ourselves with heaven so that the Holy Spirit can direct 
our prayers this evening and every time we pray. Church, even when we're at our best, we don't know how to pray as we ought to pray. Can I hear an amen? Am I the only one who doesn't know how to pray? I, I, I don't know how to pray until I humble myself before God and say, Father, you, I'm asking you to show me how to pray and how to pray effectively in this situation. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 7.14 is our guideline. This is such a marvelous scripture. I mean, you can teach volumes on it. I'm just going to make mention of some things tonight. And it says, if my people, you know it so well, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Now, I think I wrote this down in the Amplified Classic. Humble themselves. Pray. Crave. Seek. And require of necessity my face. And turn from their wicked ways or crooked ways that are not divinely aligned with heaven, then I will hear their prayers and heal their land. Do you see that necessity for divine alignment? You know, church, I it's, it's habitual with me now, but I had to learn how to do this to uh, constantly be aware of the pleasure of the Lord. Not just on occasion turn my heart toward him. I've had to develop in this. I'm still, believe me, developing in this. That when I say or do something and grieve the Holy Spirit, it just shouldn't have come from me at whatever level he's got me at. He's taught me better. But am I the only one who's ever slipped back? or said something inappropriate, or wasn't in faith, uh, and so on and so forth. And just be, be so aware of, if you're constantly, continually aware daily of pleasing the Lord, and being pleasing in His sight, you're aware immediately when you've grieved, and slighted, and misrepresented the Holy Spirit. So this is part of humility. Notice there are two instructions that we have here for preparation. One is humble yourself. Humble yourself. Oh, Pastor Carla, I'm a mighty warrior. Can't you see I've got all my armor on? It's all about divine alignment. It's all about praying out of my relationship with the Lord. I don't just pray, uh, you know, when I say this, understand what I'm saying. I don't just pray the word, but my relationship with him is so out of order. First of all, you prepare your heart to pray and you bring your heart into divine alignment with him in humility You're always aware of the pleasure of the Lord and conscious then when you displease him and when you've stepped out of that grace that he has on your life to do what 
you're called to do. Humble yourself. Humility is the opposite of lifting yourself up. Humility is when before God you bring yourself low. And so that his name may be lifted high. Let me tell you this. The humble person agrees with God. That is, to me, the essence of humility is you consider yourself a servant of all. You certainly don't consider yourself better than anybody else. My mother was famous. My mother was a little firecracker. And she was famous for saying, you kids, she had five. You kids are just as good as anybody else. I don't know if anybody else has had a mother who said this. But you're not any better than anybody else. You're just as good as anybody else. But you're not any better than anybody else. And we were raised that way. Hallelujah. Had a good mama. She taught us right from wrong. Hallelujah. Um, But the humble person agrees with God. The humble person is the servant of all. The humble person does not lift themselves up and think more highly of themselves than they ought to think. And so church in prayer, it's always important. If you've not repented throughout the day when you stumbled or missed the mark, it's so important that we humble ourselves. And then number two, uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen says that we humble ourselves and turn. And what that means is turn from our wicked ways. In church, that's repentance. Learn to turn your heart to God continually throughout the day. And you will live in a state of being easily entreated. The Lord can easily and quickly deal with any misstep in your life. You're easy to correct. You're easily dealt with. Don't be, the scripture says in James, don't be like the mule that you know has to have a bit in his mouth and so on and so forth. Don't be stubborn. A person who is someone who can pray effectively turns quickly. You turn your heart to the Lord numerous times throughout the day. So humble yourself. And turn to the Lord in repentance. And repentance is a daily turning to God. In Acts 3 and verse 19, and then I'm going to turn it back to Pastor Justin, unless he wants me to do something else. But Acts 3 and verse 19 in the Amplified. In church, this, this has such a wonderful pattern here. It says, so repent. Now listen, change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life. And may I just say, seek his purpose in everything. We seek the purpose of God so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, So that times of refreshing 
may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. And that restoring is, of course, divine alignment with heaven. Hallelujah. And so to pray effectively, church, we must humble ourselves, become a servant, live your life in lowliness of heart, esteeming others as better than yourself, humble yourself, and turn. Be easily entreated of the Lord. You know, some people can perhaps come in and they've got a whole load of sin that they've not dealt with because perhaps they've heard a teaching that, you know, Jesus' blood cleanses me from all sin, therefore I never have to repent again. Repentance is not in my vocabulary. You know, I've actually heard some teaching like that. I was so astonished. I I didn't finish listening. But, I I mean, I've heard people say, I I don't even think about repentance anymore. It's, It's not even in my vocabulary. And I thought, wow, I don't know what that makes me, but repentance is in my vocabulary. And I don't know how you're divinely aligned with heaven without it. Hallelujah. And so repentance is a daily turning to God. Not that we're sin conscious, but we're so in unity and so divinely aligned with heaven that when our motives are off, there's that right there to deal with us. Or when we've said the wrong thing right there, we're quick to receive uh, the the uh, correction of the Lord. And you you begin to live and let me end with this, in unity with the Spirit. And it is your lifestyle to be in unity with the Holy Spirit. And is your it is your lifestyle to have the Holy Spirit continually, continually revealing his thoughts to you, continually revealing truth to you. You know, when I was in lockdown, I was all by myself in North Carolina. And I did have people bring me food and everything. But North Carolina's lockdown was way more than Texas. I was in touch with Brother Jerry and Carolyn, and I was thinking, wow, they're here. They're there. (laughs) You know, I thought, wow, it's really different here. And uh, I just had, I went into lockdown with Jesus. And it was glorious. I mean, I could hear the word. And uh, I've made a determination to carry that over into the mixing now of work and business with that lockdown uh, communion that I had with him. Did you experience that? The sweet communion with the Lord in lockdown? I hope you did. Do you know what that was? That was divine alignment. If you had the right attitude, that was divine alignment. Now we bring that sweetness, that joy, that familiarity with him that developed during lockdown. We bring that into everything that we're doing. Hallelujah. And so we humble ourselves. We turn from our wicked ways, the ways that are crooked and not divinely aligned with heaven. And God says, now when you pray, I will hear from heaven and heal your land.
Hallelujah, Pastor. You can stay up here for you can stay up here with okay. me. Hallelujah. You know, when we gather here on Mondays, there'll be times where there will be you know something on my heart or Annette's heart or different ones and might share something, uh, and then we'll get into prayer. Um, this is important what she was sharing because it's yes, it's coming prepared and aligning with him, but it's also aligning with each other. It's corporate prayer. And so you always have a leader. And so it's like if we're praying over whether it's elections or we're praying over president or we're praying over revival, we're praying over upcoming services, we're all focused on that one thing. It's not, you know, you're, you're focusing on Aunt Julie right now and, you know, Cousin Billy. And no, this is corporate. You, you do that your personal time. This, this is we're doing business and bringing out what God wants to do. Amen. So I want you to lead us tonight and start off and. And uh, as you feel directed, as it pertains to prayer. Okay. Thank you, Father. Are these? These are the things that we normally cover in our corporate prayer time. Uh Okay. Thank you, Father. Do you stand or sit? Whatever you want them to do. What do you want to do? Do you want to stand? (laughs) Hallelujah. I think I'll come up here where I can see you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank Could you, you lift Father. your hands? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lift Father. your hands and begin to bless the Lord. We honor you. We love you. We bless you, Father. We thank you for this time of corporate prayer, Lord. We turn our hearts to you. We turn our hearts to heaven, Father, that we may pray on earth, even what is in your heart in heaven, Father. We ask you for the divine release of the anointing to pray the prayers of heaven in this place. Father, tonight I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice that there would be a new divine alignment with heaven in their lives. That, Father, where they are misaligned, You will reveal it to them. Father, where they've been unaware of being out of divine alignment, we're just asking you, open their understanding that they are in a shift. You are divinely realigning your people in the earth. There is a realignment by the power of the Holy Spirit, and everyone in this place is involved in it. And Father, we just thank you and praise you that you have a plan. You have a plan for each one here. You have a plan for heritage of faith. You have a plan for this church and this ministry. And, Father, we want to pray your kingdom come, your will be done in heritage of faith, church, and that a divine alignment is being released in the name of Jesus, a divine alignment personally, a divine alignment for each family, a divine alignment for this congregation. And, Father, I pray for this church that we would be one even as you, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit 
are one. May Heritage of Faith Church be one, be unified, be powerful in unity in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Heritage of Faith Church. A new thing. Do a new thing, Father. A new thing in Heritage of Faith Church. We call forth new levels of the Holy Spirit. New levels of wisdom and revelation. New levels of seeing and hearing and comprehending the will of heaven. Father, do a new thing in this church in the name of Jesus. And Father, may we, as heritage of faith, be divinely aligned in your purposes in this nation. Father, I feel you have so much more for this church. I feel enlargement is on the horizon for this church. I speak enlargement over Heritage of Faith Church. Enlargement in the name of Jesus. And Father, that there is an enlargement of vision. There is an enlargement of strength. There's an enlargement of influence. And an enlargement of power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, the call on Heritage of Faith Church, where the state of Texas is concerned. Father, do a new thing. Do a new thing where the state of Texas is concerned. I see you using Heritage of Faith Church in a new way in the state of Texas. And we decree that, we decree that this church is going to influence the state of Texas in the name of Jesus. And the Lord would say, don't think so small. You're thinking too small. Don't be astonished by this. Don't be amazed by these words. For I would raise you up to have influence in the state of Texas. And I would raise you up to have influence where there has been no influence before. But lay hold of me, saith the Lord, and my desire to do a new thing in you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Statewide influence statewide influence in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, statewide influence in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, we want to pray for our country. We want to pray for this nation. This Father, you chose Israel to be the first nation of people that you would reveal yourself to. But America chose you to be our God. We're the first nation to choose you to be our God. And this nation was dedicated to you. 
And now, Father, look throughout the nation of the rebellion that is in the land, how we've missed the mark of your righteousness. Father, tonight, I'm going to pray for the next Supreme Court justice in the name of Jesus, that President Trump would choose a righteous Supreme Court justice, one who knows you, one who loves you, one who serves you, and one who will serve you on the Supreme Court of this land. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we repent. We repent. So much wickedness has been legislated by our Supreme Court. And we stand in that gap for 70 million aborted babies, for changing the definition of marriage, although, Father, they didn't really change the definition of marriage. Father, we stand in that gap. And we say, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. We stand in that gap. And we call sin, sin. And we ask forgiveness for the sin that is in the land. And Father, we call for a righteous Supreme Court justice in the name of Jesus, who will close the door to sin, to legislating sin, and who will open the door to righteousness. Father, we want a Supreme Court justice who will reverse Roe versus Wade in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, the blood of these babies cries out for justice. The blood of these babies for whom you had a destiny cries out for justice. And tonight, Father, we cry out for a Supreme Court justice who will judge righteously in the name of Jesus Christ. And we call for that. We lift our voice to heaven. And Father, we ask you to move heaven and earth to get a righteous Supreme Court justice on the court. Thank you for that, Father. Church, let's just thank the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we lift our voice in agreement with those 70 million babies who never had an opportunity to live. We lift our voice with their voice. And we say, Father, we choose life. We choose life. Church, would you shout that? We choose life. 
Shout it again. We choose life in the name of Jesus. We choose life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, do a thing that has never been done before. Father, I think we're in a time of signs, wonders, miracles from heaven. Do a new thing, Father, in this nation, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Thank you, Jesus. Let's thank thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you are great. Thank you, Jesus. Lamb of God, you are glorious. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the Lamb of God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the Lamb of God. Jesus. Great are you. Thank you, Father. Great are you. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are great. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are great in this Thank land. you, Father. Hallelujah. You are great in the, the United States. The greater one. The greater one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The greater Thank one. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You, Jesus. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Hallelujah. God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah. Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anything else? Yeah. I, I just sense, you know, the, the, the Lord's, the word says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I declare the church is of sound mind. Hallelujah. I declare the church is sound and does not operate and walk in confusion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes. We agree. Yes. That fear may run in and throughout this nation, but it does not run in us as believers. Hallelujah. And it does not run in the church because that we are not of the spirit of the world. So I thank you that we are of love. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 And the church is sound. There, there's no confusion in the church. And because there's no confusion in the church, the church is unified. And the church will fulfill its assignment today, this hour, in this moment. And I thank you that, that, that there is confusion in the enemy's camp. Yes, yes, yes. There is confusion in the enemy's camp. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where, where God's camp, God's kingdom, there's soundness. I declare there's confusion in the enemy's camp. Glory to God. Confusion, confusion. 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 It'll even be said that, are they confused? Are they confused? 
For the hypocrisy will be seen. Thank you, Jesus. For it will be shown to be what it is. And, 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 and confusion will be seen and shown to be what it is. Because there's confusion in the enemy's camp. Thank you, Father. And the church is sound. Sound. Operating and walking in unity. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Walking in unity. Walking Hallelujah. in unity. Walking in alignment. Walking Hallelujah. step by step. Walking you, step by step according to the word. According to the word. Hallelujah. According to the word. According to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's soundness. There's soundness. There's soundness in the body. There's soundness in this body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No confusion in this body. Hallelujah. No confusion. No confusion. No confusion. No confusion. I declare when the body of Christ goes to vote, there's no confusion. No confusion. There won't be, there won't be gray and this or that. It'll be, it'll be black and white. Sin is sin and righteousness is righteousness. Hallelujah. There's no confusion. Thank you. There's no confusion. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost in agreement. Hallelujah. Over, over this soundness in the body. Brembende den dodro gotor robokoto dodro gonde rende de de bokoto rabaya yembrembe de de bokoto robokoto rabaya imbrondele de don dodro gotor rabaya yembrondele bokoto rabaya bromande yando yandi don doya yendo don do don do rabaya Brondele didi andolodo, boyandel andorogodo roda, yo mamande rindo roga, geyo tu shingereya, yetorandeya, indorandeya, indorandeya, yondo yoda, yedo shendere dedigi, goyandeya andolodoga deya, imbro mamando yetro shede. Yea, coyo to so, so neleya, yea, to shukoyada, de 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 rododora, dora mama mande ye to shosoko so, so do shososo, so ye Thank you, thank you. The Apostle Paul, he he talked about prayer in a lot of different ways, and there's one thing, and he gave a lot of personal, his personal life. And he said that, you know, I travailed for you, for travailed until Christ be formed in you. There's a place that when you tap into not just praying in tongues in your 
just out of your just normal tongue. But when you dig deep out of the, and you draw the rivers, as Proverbs talk about, you draw out of the wells. And, and Paul was saying, I travailed until Christ be formed in you. So there's a, there's a forming. There's, there's a way that we pray in unity and we pray as believers where, where God fashions something, where God forms something. He aligns something. He establishes something. He, ta- he, gives, he, he, he causes things to take shape through, through our prayers. Pastor, to not have confusion, two things are necessary. You can hear people say, oh, I love God, and yet they take unrighteous positions. It's very important that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that we love his word with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. When you say, I love God and take unrighteous positions, you've told me you don't love his word. Because his word will put you in a place of a righteous position. So we need to say, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, I love God. And with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, I love his word. I love his word. And you'll be in a righteous Amen. position. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for that divine alignment in Heritage of Faith Church. A divine alignment with heaven that will cause an open heaven over Mm, this congregation. Open heaven. An open heaven where the angels Mm. of God Mm. are so familiar with this place. Because we love God mm. with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Father. And we love the Word of God mm. with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's pray in the spirit over that divine alignment and heritage of faith. Hallelujah. We pray in the spirit for every message that must be preached, every revelation that must be received, every worship song that must be sung, every 
worship song that must be written. Every everything for alignment. Every just everything that takes place for for what God to manifest in this place as He sees that He desires. Hallelujah. Thank you for your glory. Your glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Pastor, why this would be, God knows, but I felt I've received an instruction for all the youth and children that are here to come forward. We want to lay hands on you. All the youth and children, please come forward. Please come forward. We want to lay hands on you. Hallelujah. All the youth and children. Thank you, Glory to God. If you're a teenager or a child, we want to lay our hands. God bless all of you. You're so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. It's Thank so you, good yeah. that you're here tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Justin, I felt mm. we're to lay hands upon okay. them and bless mm. them. And what you see tonight, mm. you're going to see the blessing of the Lord on each one of these children. Mm. And that there is going to be a move of God. Amen. Where the youth and children are Thank concerned in heritage Jesus. of faith. Amen. Amen. A real Hallelujah. move Amen. of God. Thank you, Jesus. And it, it's going to multiply. You're, you're so Amen. beautiful. 
You're mm. so handsome and beautiful, mm. each one of you. Thank you I see God on you. Hallelujah. Oh, my Hallelujah. goodness, their destiny. Mm. We're Thank going you, to Jesus. release Amen. a blessing Amen. tonight. Pastor, Amen. would you come with me? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We just lay our hands Thank upon you, you in the name of Jesus. We break every curse over your life in the name of Jesus. And we release the blessing and favor of God on your life in Jesus' name. You are called to walk in the favor of God. You are called to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we release that anointing and blessing upon you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we lay our hands upon you and we release the blessing of God. I bind all shame in the name of Jesus and I loose the favor of God. The Lord delights in you the Lord delights in you, and you are called to be a mighty woman of God. And we bless you to become all God's called you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, what a precious young boy. We bless you in the name of Jesus, and we call you forth. We call forth the joy of the Lord in your life. You have a spirit of joy from God. And God is going to use that joyful spirit in so many ways. You're called to be an influencer. And an influencer you shall be in the name of Jesus. We lay our hands upon you tonight, and we bless you, sweetheart, in the name of Jesus. You are blessed of God, and you have a tender heart. You have a tender, compassionate heart. And so many are going to be healed and come to know God through your life. You are called to be a mighty woman of God. And we release that in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, sweetheart, we lay our hands upon you. Grace, grace, grace be upon your life. Grace to stand in much responsibility. In the future, much responsibility will be laid upon these shoulders. We bless you tonight in the name of Jesus. Grace, grace, grace be upon your life in Jesus' name. We lay our hands upon you, you precious one. You precious one called by God. You precious one, call to speak the word of God.
We lay our hands upon you tonight and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Mighty woman of God, you shall speak and teach and proclaim the word of God with power. Oh, what a destiny. Oh, what a call. And may that word be formed within you. May that word be formed within you with power. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. I lay my hands upon you, beautiful one. You're so beautiful. And I lay my hands upon you because you're called to roar in the spirit. Your God is giving you a roar in the spirit. A mighty warrior shall you be. A mighty warrior for God shall you be. A mighty intercessor of power shall you be. This one is called to roar in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Precious one, I lay my hand upon you. You're called to be a man of God. You're called to be a man of favor. You're called to walk in the favor of God. And all the days of your life, you shall walk in the favor of God. And impossible doors, doors that are impossible with men, shall be opened unto you. And it shall amaze you. How the Lord makes the way for you. When there seems to be no way, you always remember the Lord will make a way for you. Hallelujah. 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 Sweetheart, I lay my hands upon you in the name of Jesus. I bless you in the name of the Lord. I rebuke every curse from your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You belong to God and to no other. I call forth your God destiny. I call forth God dreams in your heart and in your life. I call you forth into the kingdom of God to be a, a child of God, a woman of God who will speak his word and who will lay hands upon the sick and see them recover. For surely the Lord would give you a healing anointing. And it is a distinguished anointing that the Lord has for you as you learn to love him. And walk in the spirit with him. Be quick to pray for the sick. Be quick when anyone is around you is ill to say, may I pray for you. For surely a healing anointing has been released to you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we lift up all the youth, all the youth and young people of heritage of faith, no matter where they might be right now, when we speak the blessing of the Lord over them. Thank you for the life of God over them. 
Thank you, Father, for your plan and your purpose being fulfilled in and through them. I thank you that their destiny is marked. I thank you, Father, they're marked by you. I thank you that they're marked for influence. Thank you, Father, that that, that the youth and the young people of heritage, hallelujah, are influencers, world changers. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One of the words that she said before she had them pray was that there's a mighty move of God in our in our youth and young people at Heritage. So let, let's say that together corporately in agreement. Amen. Just lift a hand to heaven. Say, Heavenly Father, we thank you that there is a mighty move of God in our youth our young people, in our children of heritage of faith. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So one thing you get a habit of in corporate prayer when things are said, then all of a sudden you repeat what they said. Like if you notice while she was saying things like, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank on one of the words. Um, in, in, it was like enlarge, enlarging, enlargement. So, so when you hear someone praying, you say, you, you agree with that. You say that. Yes. You say that. Because what happened? Now you're, you're in agreement. It's not you're just, well, there, someone else is praying right now. No, we're all praying right now. And what you're doing is you're laying hold of what's happening and what's taking place. And as we grow in this on Mondays nights, I believe we're going to be able to write things down. And, and we're going we're gonna to look back on things and see, you know, a year from now and see all that God's done. And, you, and you're like, you know, we prayed that. Yeah. We, we prayed that, you know. It's like we, you know, something prayed on Monday and then all of a sudden something happens on Sunday. And you're like, that, we prayed that. Wait a minute, I had something to do with that. We, we had something to do with that. It's not a prideful thing. It's just, no, it's just we're, 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 we're aligning and it's, and it's the body doing, being the body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Carlo, for coming tonight. Amen. And, I, you know, we could keep praying over different things, but I want to honor time as much as much as we can. Um, and because we're going to we're going to do this every Monday night. So when, when you're available, we'd love for you to be here with us, whether it's whether it's just Annette and I or it's all of you here. I mean, we're going to we're going to pray, you know, and so because that's what God's told us to do. And I believe we'll actually see prayer get bigger and bigger and bigger within our church. Amen. We love you guys. Amen. Eric will be ministering Wednesday night, the Word. Uh, I'll be ministering on Sunday, and, and I'm going to continue talking about revival, but I'm kind of starting a new series, and the series is called In the Day of His Power. And, and so that's what will be starting this Sunday. And so love you all, and give Him Jesus.